Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. Hey, good morning, everybody. Great to be with you. It's Tuesday here on Political Coffee. That means on Tuesdays, we will have our weekly visit with State Senator Dennis Linthicum, who's going to join us at the bottom of the hour. Folks, uh, tomorrow's D-Day. If you are out gathering signatures for the repeal vote, the Salem safe income tax. Yeah, you know, that the left is always great at framing the debate, aren't they? Well, you know, we need to become just as good at it, don't you think? I think so. Tomorrow's the turn-in day. Tonight at the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill, we have our political coffee clatch. If you have petitions, you still have with signatures on them, bring them tonight. Now, I don't know for sure if we have a representative. Nick Hill of Marion and Polk First will not be there because they have a pop-up event tonight. But as they've been doing all around the area within the city limits of Salem. Uh, so people can just pull in as they're driving. And I think he said it was from four till eight, something like that. Uh, anyway, you can pull in there and people have been able to pull in there and sign the petition and, and pull out. Now, tonight, Senator Brian Boquist is tentatively scheduled to join us to talk about two things. Talk about his fantastic win, as we noted when it hit the press, in federal court for free speech. And it is profound. We'll talk a little bit about that, what he expects to happen out of all of that, because they were ordered by the federal judge, the state, the legislature, to pay his legal fees, in addition to really the foundational profound ruling that it is, because it reaffirms our rights, including the right to freely associate, which then goes against House Bill 2572, that again, Republicans who who stayed inside the building and re, on the House and Senate, who allowed quorum, this bill is highly unconstitutional because it says basically you can't be a proud boy, but you can be BLM, Black Lives Matter. You can be Antifa. You can't be a proud boy. You can freely associate. Brian Booker is going to talk about that. He's also going to talk about legislative counsel's opinion. I'm not going to give away the game here, folks, but he got a legislative counsel's opinion four days ago. Now, legislative counsel are the lawyers that write laws, sometimes highly flawed, for the legislators. When I was in the House of Representatives, I had an idea for a bill. I would take it down. I would put together kind of a bill draft. I would take it down, submit it, and they would assign it to a lawyer. Then I would go sit down with that lawyer and say, okay, here's what I'm trying to achieve, blah, 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 blah. And that lawyer would draft up the legislation and have to make sure that it was in accordance with the U.S. Constitution, with Oregon's Constitution, with, and if it, how it changes other prior Oregon laws. Okay? Sometimes that doesn't work very well. Well, legislative council is where a legislator goes also 
to get an opinion like Brian Boquist has done here on the Salem City payroll tax, the new income tax, which is the subject of everything that we're trying to do here. I'm not going to give away the game as to what they told him, but he asked a number of really important questions. I'm going to let him talk about that tonight. We'll have the the screen up, the projector going, and you'll be able to see it for yourself. And we'll uh, we'll go ahead and, and make that available to you. We'll, but we'll let Senator Boquist talk about it. Now, there's a chance he won't be there, but he's tentatively scheduled to be there. And again, I don't know if we have anyone from the actual campaign Oregon Business and Industry that's going to be joining us again. Nick Hill of Marion Polk First, which is happening of this, is helping, rather, gather signatures, will not be there. But do bring your signed petitions, please. Bring them tonight. We'll make sure that someone drops them off at the box at Oregon Business and Industry, which is right outside. They're right across from the Oregon Department of Justice, the Supreme Court building, next to the east end of the Capitol Mall there on Court Street. Senator Boquist tonight, maybe someone from Marion and Polk, or rather from the OBI campaign. I did text uh, my old longtime friend, Angela Wilhelms, who's CEO of OBI, and she's out of country, and she was going to try to get someone to join us. It would be great if they could. Let us know kind of where they're at. They do expect... I mean, they've turned in 10,000 signatures. That, that story is a week old. So they got more than enough signatures, assuming that the signatures are relatively accurate. Okay, They expect to turn in several thousand more. I would love it. And they only needed 4,000 valid signatures, actually just under that. I would love it if they turned in 20,000 signatures. What a powerful message you would send. But again, I will let... Brian Boquist talk about his legislative council's opinion about the Salem payroll tax. You do not want to miss this. I want you to be there. So come tonight at the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill from 6 to 8. Now, I don't know also if, uh, and maybe Anna, if you're listening, I don't know if Mark Thielman has... Um, committed to being there for Oregon people's vote, which, you know, they do the second half of the meeting. We do the first half. So I don't know if he's committed to being there to update us on what he's got going on tonight. So anyway, uh, we have, and I'm just grateful to Diana, who's the owner of the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill. Again, she's taken a financial hit so that we can have meetings and just kind of take over the restaurant from 6 to 8. And then after that, karaoke starts and, and away they go. So we're hoping to have an update again from Mark Thielman, his battleground Oregon election lawsuits, where they're at on that, and some other lawsuits in OBI. Uh, so I will be there tonight. I will be there tonight. Okay? You don't have anything. I'm not harvesting crops anymore. I'm done. So I have no excuses. Not. To be there. Dwight, thanks for your emails. By the way, 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at KSLM.news. I want to thank, we have a new sponsor. Actually, I have two new sponsors. The second one I'm not going to mention quite yet today. 
but this one is. PacWest Lobby Group. These are lobbyists that could help you if you're having an issue with government. It doesn't matter what kind of government it is. Now, I know these folks. One of them in particular is an old former, well, he's not old. He's a former colleague of mine, State Senator Rick Metzger. Former state senator, was a Channel 8 broad, sports broadcaster, by the way, for many of you uh, years ago who remember a long time ago. Anyway, they are PacWest Lobby Group. They have a website called pwlobby.com. Now, here's why this is important. Then I'll give you just a quick history lesson about lobbying. Do you guys know where, does anybody know where that term came from? I'm going to ask this question. Where did the term lobbyist come from? I'm going to let it hang there for a bit, and I'll tell you in the last segment of the show. That's a tease. Anyway, if you are someone, now one of our listeners, by the way, has engaged a lobbyist to talk to legislators. Some of our listeners have engaged in a class action lawsuit. That is also connected to lobbyists. Now, I will tell you that I tried to lobby when I left the legislature in January 2007. And I did it for several months. <laughs> I just, just, didn't, just didn't work for me personally, okay? Uh, for a number of reasons. And so I, I, you know, I, I left the lobbying world and moved into the grassroots organizing. Yes, I was a community organizer for liberty, folks. That's what I did really after I left. But I, for a few months, I tried lobbying. It's not an easy thing. Life is about relationships, and so is lobbying. And here's how PacWest Lobby Group, pwlobby.com is their website. Here's how they can help you. If you want something done for your business or maybe for your trade association or maybe your local association, You know what? You should hire a lobbyist. You should consider hiring PW Lobby, especially during a particular legislative session. If there's something coming up that is going to impact you and your business, you and your home, you and your neighborhood, a lobbyist, because they have relationships built on trust, can impact legislators. Now, let me tell you how that just played out, folks. Again, Want to welcome PacWest Lobby? It's pwlobby.com. Let me tell you how it just turned out in a particular situation that I was part of for a long time. I helped start the state's largest online public charter school back in 2005. It was with it 16 years. We grew, that was Oregon Connections Academy, is now Oregon Charter Academy. Before I left the board, we hired a Democrat woman lobbyist whom I had known in my early days in the legislature. She was very open to the idea of keeping charter schools not only healthy and alive, but advancing the cause of charter schools because she experienced it with herself in her own child. So she was an advocate. She was deeply connected inside Democrat leadership. We hired her at least in part because first of all, she's effective, number one, and he's deeply connected with Democrat leadership. 
And the fruit of that was that they got a bill along with other lobbyists lobbying other online charter schools. They got a bill passed that is good for parents looking for alternatives to public education. Public online charter schools are one of those opportunities. They got a bill passed and it was because of relationships. PacWest Lobby has longtime relationships and Rick Metzger, and, and we'll talk about him and maybe we'll get him on the show. Uh, he's a funny guy. Uh, he and I have a great relationship. We kind of renewed that last year at the Dorchester Conference. They are sponsors, by the way. Uh, and they and they give money to and and they have Republican lobbyists, they have Democrat lobbyists. Rick Metzger was a Democrat senator from the Portland area. Uh, and folks, they have the ability to get things done for you. So if you're in a circumstance where you really need to influence the legislature, that's what a group like PacWest Lobby, specifically PWLobby.com, that's what they can do for you. So check it out. All right, it's 6.20 in the morning. When I get back, let's talk about a couple of things that are happening here right now that do affect your life. In addition to what we're going to hear tonight at the political coffee clash at the Honky Talk Bar and Grill. Come and join us tonight, 6 o'clock. Oregon People's Vote will be started there at 7 o'clock. Back in a moment. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 22 minutes past the top of the hour. Great to have you with us. 503-589-1220 is the Power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at KSLM.news. Yeah, Dwight sent me an email about, well, there may be this gag order by this leftist judge on Trump on his ability to talk about the latest indictment by Jack Smith. Now, in it, Trump's lawyers are seeking to not, not stop the gag order, but narrow the limit on what Trump can say in an election case. Now, they're going to move to have this judge recuse herself. She doesn't have to. They're going to move for a venue change. She doesn't have to do that either. The only way that they can go around her is that, frankly, they have to do that. That's the process first, and then go to a higher court and ask that she be removed. That takes time. Now, that's okay. We'll see. A couple of other things going on here. There's an interesting hospital. The Oregon State Hospital, of course, is now providing its patients with gender-affirming care. Yep. And counseling and hormone therapy. In fact, they have 13 members of the Gender Expansive Care and Organizational Support Team, GECOS, as it's called. 
clinicians, nurses, nurse practitioners, psychologists, therapists, and peer recovery specialists, and a trans social worker. Wow. You, I mean, apparently now they're giving away, not giving away, you can, you can earn, I guess, apparently, some kind of a degree in trans social work. Folks, everything that's wrong is now right. Everything that's right is now wrong. What's wrong with this picture? A lot. An awful lot. Now, former state legislator Denise Bowles, state senator, was appointed to fill uh, Jackie Winter's term as Jackie unfortunately passed away during her term in office. I served with Jackie, um, came into the legislature with her in 1999. Anyway, Denise Bowles uh, lost her election to Deb Patterson in 2022. Now she is going to go. Actually, it was, uh, I, I think I misspoke. It wasn't 2022. She, I think she ran in the uh, primary. Yes. Yeah, she ran in the primary for 6th Congressional District. She lost to Mike Erickson. And she's announced that she's going to run again. Okay. Her top concerns, safety, education, and the economy. Now, what does that tell you? Oh, and by the way, Mike Erickson is saying that he intends to run again. Also, longtime Salem political consultant Chuck Adams uh, told Capital Chronicle yesterday that Erickson does plan to run again against Salinas intends to make his announcement. I mean, folks, he barely lost to Andrea Salinas. Now, I, I want to go back to Denise says she's focusing on safety, education, and the economy. Don't Democrats focus on that kind of thing, too? See, this, this is, again, a missed opportunity. By the way, Ian, and thank you, Anna, uh, no answer yet on Mark Thielman. I did shoot him a text uh, over the break. We'll see if he gets back to me, if he's going to be joining us tonight. But Ian of Oregon People's Vote is going to be there to talk about the rank choice voting bill. And again, thank you to the, I say that tongue in cheek, to the Republicans who in the House and the Senate who provided quorum so the Democrats could pass Senate Bill 166. What does 166 does? Well, it purports to make sure that your vote is secret. You know how it does that? Takes away your and I's ability to get information about the vote. That's how they did that. And Republicans enabled it. They're going to make it harder for us to uncover corrupt elections. The steal. Anyway, Ian from Oregon People's Vote will be there tonight. I, I just I go back. Here's, here's the missed opportunity, folks. You hear me talk about this time and time and time again, and it is so true. The headline should not be she's focusing on safety, education, and economy. 
that doesn't move the needle. These people have learned nothing from Trump, folks. Nothing. You have to be in your face, shock value, right up front to get people's attention. Sort of like abortions for 10-year-olds without parents' consent. You think that's okay? Versus, well, a bill that expands abortion care and, and deals with, you know, the Supreme Court ruling. Which of those gets people's attention? If you're going to focus on safety, then, okay, Democrats focus on safety, or at least they say they do. If you're going to focus on education, that's nice and warm and fuzzy. Democrats care about education, too. And the economy. Oh, Democrats care about economy. You know, Bidenomics, it's working really well. They care about inflation as they pass law after law that increases inflation in Oregon. There's other ways to save it. And if Denise really wants her campaign to catch hold and actually win against Andrew Salinas, she had better use something more than platitudes that Democrats can say also back in a moment. State Senator. Jake, you don't have the standing phrase that comes out every time you challenge. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. Funny how that is, isn't it? 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of political coffee. Let's go to trial. Jeff Krupp. We are back. Great to have you with us. Uh, 503-589-1220 will be the Power Buick GMC talk line. If you want to call as soon as we conclude our weekly interview with State Senator Dennis Linthicum, we'll chat with in a moment. Folks, did you see the temperature forecast? About 100 degrees is where we're headed in a few days. If your air conditioning system just ain't keeping up today, you call or you should call. Freedom Heating and Air. They'll fix it for you right away. Don't suffer in the heat. It's absolutely no reason to do that. Give them a call. 503-580-1456. 580-1456. Hey, Freddie, I, I, <laughs> I tell you, Senator Linthicum, sometimes uh, the sense of humor <laughs> of some of my listeners is pretty good. Freddie sent me... Uh, a really great cartoon of, of a guy <clears throat> standing in front of his computer trying to prove he's not a robot. He's standing naked in front of his computer and his wife is saying to him, that's not what your prove you're not a robot means, Bob. <laughs> I tell you. All right, Senator Linthicum, you sent me a story about what's happening in Brazil is the same thing they're trying to do here in America. What is that? 
Yeah, it's actually quite fascinating. Uh, Bolsonaro, people, if you have uh, people in your audience who often watch uh, Tucker Carlson or whatever, they may remember when he went to Brazil and did an interview there and the left came unglued and were screaming, you know, crazy things. But it was a it was a wonderful interview just to see you know insight into the man uh, Bolsonaro, uh, former president. But he was at the time he was Brazilian president and he was running for re-election. So he um, he made complaints that the election quote was stolen. Right? He uh, stood up and said the um, there there's been fraud. We see it. We understand it. We know that um, th- there have been problems. And so then the Democrat Labor Party filed a lawsuit. No- notice it's the Democrat Labor Party that yeah, filed the right. lawsuit. <laughs> right. And um, and they got him banned f- for running for, for uh, from running for office for the next eight years. And um, and interestingly, the individual who is, became president after the voter fraud was um, uh, uh, a, a guy, Ignacio Lula de la Silva of the left wing Workers Party. And uh, so the Workers Party, the Democrat Party, the Democrat Workers Party, any number of socialist ways to say the same thing, uh, won the election. And yet Lula was um, convicted uh, in a court for taking bribes. Oh, so now there's a president of Brazil who's caught taking bribes, but gets to hold office. Why? Because the Supreme Court in Brazil said that uh, they um, tried him in the wrong court. And so now they're trying to muster up and bring the, the charges against him in, quote, the proper court. But in the meantime, he's president and Bolsonaro's banned for the next eight years. This sounds a little bit fishy to, to American ears. It's the same thing that they're trying to do to Trump, uh, make it against the law for him to run or convict him. And um, and it's the same thing they're doing to the senators who have more than 10 unexcused absences. You can't run because we say you can't run. And it's like, well, my my people, my constituents want me to run. How in the world is it that the legislative body made of a majority of Democrats can say the best candidates in these conservative districts cannot run for office. This is voter fraud and tampering, but the media is um, also left-leaning, and um, we are in a tough spot. Uh, That's why I joined with Thielman on the election integrity versus Fagan lawsuit. So you joined in that lawsuit. That lawsuit, of course, was dismissed. You have because of lack of standing, you have oh, yes. appealed. There's a magic phrase for you. Oh, yes. lack of standing. Senator Linthicum, you've been impacted by this. You represent 140 some odd thousand people in your district that's greatly impacted by this, but you don't have standing. There's a magic phrase for you. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, 
What steps have you guys taken to challenge that, quote unquote, dismissal? Well, we we filed uh, immediately. We filed an appeal, and um, the appeal was uh, was also denied, right? Because uh, you can't you can't uh, tell the court they've done something wrong. They never do anything wrong, and so um, now it's a matter of uh, figuring out an avenue where we can. C- correct, if I can use that word, yeah. our standing issue. Um, I've got the same same exact issue in a temporary restraining order to stop the removal of the four Klamath dams on the Klamath River. Right. Uh, uh, Copco number two is already down, but we're still trying to stop the removal of the other three dams. It will be uh, a horrendous uh, disservice to the people of Oregon and Northern California to tear those dams out. But wouldn't you know it, I don't have standing. And then uh, we also have a petition for a grand jury investigation to the CDC and the FDA with regard to COVID fraud and um, stealing literally trillions of dollars from taxpayers through the falsification of PCR tests and mandatory injections that have harmed many, many people, thousands of people, provided early deaths. Um, and and I can go so far as to say I am aware of uh, pregnancies that were terminated early due to miscarriage and stillborns and those kinds of things. Statistically across the world, the numbers are incredible. And, um, and we want an investigation. Is this true or is it false? I'm not making a claim that it's true. I'm just saying I allege it. And I allege there's fraud at the CDC and fraud at the FDA. But wouldn't you know it, as a senator, Kim Thatcher and I do not have standing. That just boggles my mind that you as someone directly impacted don't have standing. It just blows me away. So now you've appealed this, and the state of Oregon is agreeing to the appeal or not? Uh, actually, the the appeal, um, uh, it, we were in a federal court, so the federal court ruling came out against our our, oh, well, excuse me, the federal court ruling came out against our uh, dismissal for the, um, for the, we don't have standing. We tried to say, wait, we do have standing. We lost that case and now we'll generate an, an appellate action where we make another claim. We're still plaintiffs. We've still been harmed. We're going to make the case that we've been harmed. And, and bring another lawsuit. We've got all the data. We've got boxes and boxes and boxes of fraud, uh, voter fraud in our hands. And we'll go about um, putting that on the table next. So when you mean boxes and boxes of voter fraud, what, what are you talking about? Well, you, you've, you've certainly heard the story about um, the uh, the. Uh, Oregon uh, 
students, each student got two ballots, one at their home address and right. one at the um, at their student address, at their dormitory. And in these cases where that occurred, what we've done is we've gone about trying to gather as much of that and the uh, the union the, the union employees at the university said don't throw those away bring them to us and we'll recycle them so um, getting our hands on those quote recycled ballots has been um, rather difficult so when I when I refer to boxes and boxes. We know there must be 30,000 of these things out there, and we're making an appeal to get anybody who has any information along those lines to send those into us, um, because we have, uh, that that would be proof positive. So yeah, it absolutely I, would. I, can I, can, I can people go to Battleground, I, Oregon? Uh, it, we, we got like five seconds. Uh, Senator, sorry, <laughs> we have to let you go. We're at the end of our time. Deeply yeah, appreciate you joining us. Fast. Yeah, it does. It goes way too fast. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Senator Dennis Linthick, back in a moment, 648. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We're back 10 minutes till the top of the hour. Practice Renovations is Eric Azer's company. Man of faith and he lives it and how he works with you is his client. He's very open and transparent. He's honest. You'll know that if you have any interactions with him. I have and I am going to. He's going to be working in my home, doing trim work and other things. If you want to talk to a contractor, if you're thinking about maybe a bathroom remodel, maybe a kitchen remodel, you should really talk to Eric Azer. It's really easy. Call him at 503-341-3816. 341-3816. Check out his website, RighteousRenovations.com. RighteousRenovations.com. Emails. By the way, the number to call in this last segment, if you want to comment, is 503-589-1220. That's the Power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at KSLM. Dot news. Doug writes regarding today's program, talking about Dr. Jan Halper Hayes. We talked a little bit about her testimony yesterday. Uh, well, not her testimony, what she said on air in this UK program that, well, apparently Trump tweeted out is pretty much true. Doug writes this Department of Defense hire up Dr. Jan Halper Hayes on GBN said Biden is the president of a bankrupt U.S. corporation and referred to Executive Order 13848 that tons of gold were removed from the Vatican Bank. Americans need to study the various sistoires to trust, trying to say that correctly, that set up the federal government from 1871 to 
through 1878. The federal government is a service corporation, no different than McDonald's. Our state and municipal governments are subsidiary franchises run out of D.C. And the beneficiaries are international banks in the city of London and the Vatican. Americans need to learn and read history. The evidence of actual constructive fraud, in capital words, and the betrayal of Americans' trust on part of the sellouts in Congress and their service corporation tentacles throughout government is real. Okay, how do we fix it? Maybe it's real. Okay. Wilbur, our somewhat liberal, writes this. I remember how conservatives ridiculed and condemned Jimmy Carter and Bill Clinton. Yeah. Justifiably so. Does Trump deserve the same? Hmm. Linda writes... Joe Biden regime interfered in the Brazil election. Bolsonaro was the people's choice. There really are similarities in our elections. Standing, she writes, is the latest weaponization of all courts used mercilessly against states during the pandemic. Recycled ballots. This is one of our listeners wrote me this email. If I heard the last segment correctly, the senator was talking about recycling ballots. The ballots that are generated by state agency, state agencies are required by code and rule to utilize QRFs for recycling services. How can a state agency agree to send the recycled materials to the university when they're required to use Garten? I might have misunderstood the segment. If I am, please offer forget well here here's what i think the senator was saying this is part of the lawsuit um that he said and, and he sent me a text here he said i misspoke actually he said we are persuaded that there are boxes and boxes of voter ballots to be reviewed and county clerks refuse to provide information Jackson County estimated we could get the data from them for almost a million dollars. So what he is referring to, and I'll get to Rebecca here in a second. What he's referring to is a whistleblower that said every student at the University of Oregon got two ballots who was registered to vote. One that went to their home address, wherever that is, and one to the University of Oregon. And they have these ballot drop-off recycling boxes around the University of Oregon campus. And that the whistleblower said that they would pick up those recycled ballots. They would take them to a location run by the unions. And they would use these ballots. They would fill them out. In fact, they have an email in their possession about filling out those ballots. That's fraudulent, folks. They can't do that. That's what he's referring to. Now, do they have those ballots in their possession? Doesn't sound like they do. Folks, this, and uh, we'll have to talk about this story more tomorrow because I do want to get to Rebecca here in a moment, but this Gateway Pundit story about the massive fraud they have uncovered in Michigan, it is a police report with detectives. It is very detailed. It is clear fraud across state lines. They gave it to the FBI, who has buried it. And this is a 
report, a police report in Muskegon, Michigan, validated with detectives, with evidence. This report was buried. It was from 2020. Now we have proof. We'll see if anybody can get standing. We'll see if Trump can introduce this in his D.C. trial. Let's go to Rebecca. Rebecca, go. I'm not sure what all of this means, but when Obamacare was in process of being passed, it was under the instruction that Obamacare was going to change our standing from citizen to unit as a definition. So, like, we're no longer citizens, we're unit. And we no longer own our own bodies, the state does. Is that your understanding of it? It is not. I, I don't know how that's constitutional. Now, they may have tried that, but I'd like to see that language. Do you have language or some um, report well, or opinion lawyer, about that, but that you can send me? I'm not a lawyer, but Obamacare was supposedly the vehicle through which they made that change. So I, I don't know. I don't know how to um, direct. Where did you, you hear to, that? That was given to us by the people who were t- telling us why we should fight Obamacare, and some of those people were lawyers. Hmm. That's why I went and stood out on the street with signs, is because it was going to change us from being citizens to the state. When the state has the power over your body and is the single payer that decides whether you get health care, what gives them the right to do that? Obamacare was supposedly changing our standing to be from being citizens to being units is the way it was explained to well, me. Well, I don't know. Uh, I, I would have to have some more research done on that. That is clearly unconstitutional uh, in so many ways. It defies logic. I'd love to have you follow up on that. Folks, tonight, the Honky Tonk Bar Grill Senator Boquist talk about his incredibly important federal court win and... His legislative counsel's opinion regarding the Salem City income tax. You do not want to miss this. Join us tonight, Honky Tonk, 6 o'clock. See you then. Dead home,